man, I feel like I've been in this bar for nine months. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Now hear the tale and all its glory. Three friends who took inventory of the songs that tell a story. It's the Story Song Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. Every episode on this show, we walk you through the world of a story song. And this week, uh, don't panic if you saw the the title of this episode. We're not, we're not in the oh podcast, God. guys. That's not closing time. Stop. Not uh, we're doing this. No, we're doing the song "Closing Time" by Semisonic. And uh, I'm going to tell you the the story of this story song. Uh, a bar is closing, and the bartender's kicking everyone out. So that's nice and straightforward. That's the story. Um, is there maybe something else going on? Is there a mystery? We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Stay could there tuned. perhaps be something? Yeah. Could there could there be uh, some sort of metaphor that makes this more of a story song than just simply a bar closing down? Uh, stay tuned, everybody. Um, and by stay tuned, I mean I don't just leave this thing that you listen to. Just let it. <laughs> let's just let it go. Don't 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 touch it. Don't touch your phone. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. Um, so yeah, closing time. Everybody knows it. Um, if you've heard it once, it's been running through your head. Yep. for the last uh, twenty five right. years or so, and every so, time you and probably yeah. um, half the times you leave a place, you're like closing. <laughs> I, see it. I got it. And I think by law, every mm-hmm. bar and store and restaurant has to play this at the end of the night, right before they they close down. Right? It's uh, the the semisonic act of mm-hmm. mm-hmm. nineteen ninety eight. Mm-hmm. That's right. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know who want to take me home Now this is a bartender, presumably, right? Um, and he says, closing time Open all the doors and let you out into the world Closing time Turn on all the lights Ah, oh, man Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Now, the first thing I want to say is, I know I stumbled over the lyrics. And folks, that's going to happen a lot for two reasons. One, I'm an idiot. But two, these are these are very verbose lyrics with a lot of words in them. And we'll get to that in a bit. But just, just I'm just saying be ready for me to stumble over them. Um, but my question is, who is he talking to here? Because he says, open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Like, is he just saying out loud the things that he's doing so. uh, as he's doing them? Okay. I think, I think the, I, this, this is his thought process every night as, right. as the bar is closing. I don't know. Well, I don't know if you've ever worked in a restaurant, but um, everybody has their mm-hmm. job. Obviously, opening all the doors is, are the uh, guards at the door who won't, once you come in, <laughs> they won't let you out. 
So, but, uh, right. and then the, and so you got to point to them and then you got to say, you light person, you got to turn the lights on. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Well, I was going to, yeah, because saying, uh, open all the doors and let you out into the world, right? Now, admittedly, I haven't been in a bar in a long time. Um, even, in in the pre-COVID <laughs> days, uh, you know, uh, hanging out in bars is not something I do anymore. Uh, it's something I used to do a lot, which I'll get to in a little bit. But um, if I remember correctly, uh, you're allowed to come and go yeah. as you wish. You, you don't you don't need to open the doors and let people leave <laughs> uh, like it's a prison break or something. Uh, you can again, you can kind of come and go. Will, the doors are are open for the most. I part. will say this. I I mean, and this would be funny because this would be. This would be closing time after closing time. I don't know if you've ever been to an after hours bar sometimes or if you're at the bar at closing time and you're a select few, um, mm -hmm. they will start. They'll this happened to me a few times. Uh, they'll start closing the shutters and they'll be like, listen, are you guys in? Because we can't keep on letting people in and out. You have to wait until we leave to leave. Wow. Um, but I don't think that's what's happening here. I think. No. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though, I didn't. I didn't realize you were so cool. I mean, <laughs> that listen, you, because uh, I never that never happened to me. But apparently, you Studio know some cool people. Was, <laughs> Studio Fifty Four was crazy. Me and Liza, they they made exceptions for us. It was nice. She was like, just sit on the moon, and just hang out there. Yeah, yeah. And no one will notice you here until up. they open tomorrow. Look, that's right. Me, you, and the horse that uh, <laughs> Mick Jagger rode in on. We can hang out that's here. Right. Everyone else has got to go, but. Hide behind this mountain of glitter. <laughs> and hot pants. Hide yeah. behind the hot pants and glitter. <laughs> They'll never notice us. Um, so turn all the lights on over every boy and every girl. I'll tell you what. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's harsh. That is, that moment is. Oh, yeah. Especially if they don't say, you know, sometimes they'll say closing time. They'll scream it to the bar. They'll say last right. call. Well, last call. first they'll say last call, and oh. you assume you have time. And then they'll say closing up or something and the lights happen so quickly. Yes. And it's 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 hard. Yeah. It's harsh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, so I used to we can get to this now. I used to be the kind of person who would close down a bar. Mm -hmm. Like three o'clock in the morning, you know, like literally trying to get that one last drink in chug it down lights are turning on they're literally like they're starting to get annoyed they're telling you to leave right um i that feels like another person another <laughs> i can't imagine now i can't imagine doing that and then being like oh man we got to go home it's only three o'clock in the morning right. What else? What are we gonna do for the next couple of hours <laughs> i i think that i mean here and here's the thing there's we're off, we're, you know, where, where we're all from, bars close in the city at like three or four o'clock. Yeah. There are places where I remember going, I think, to England for the first time and they close at like 11. They're like, all right, closing. Last 11 call. in the like, morning. We... Yeah. <laughs> they were like, last call. And we were like, we got here 20 minutes ago. Right. We were pre-gaming at, uh, <laughs> at the hotel. I mean, what mm. are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, I feel that those experiences are different depending on where you're from. Right, which is so strange, but yeah, I, I I remember closing out bars. Though I mean, but there's, I I think I did it like once or twice in the last like I don't know couple of years, but but yeah, that that moment is can be harsh. It is, and yeah. also a little bit victorious. Oh yeah, we did it, guys. 
straight to the diner for some pancakes? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Congratulations to you and you and you. We did it. But this, but it is amazing to me that there was a time in my life where that seemed normal. Like, oh yes, well of course we're out so late that all of the bars here in New York City, the city that never sleeps, now it is asleep <laughs> and we are still awake. It's Every bar it doesn't sleep; is it naps. Right. That's right. But again, that I mean, I might as well have been like so. Anyway. You know, in my early 20s, I would fly to the moon every day. Like, it's at that level of insanity <laughs> to imagine. I, I have memories uh, of it happening. Heaven. And it heaven. happened all the time. <laughs> I, I would do it twice a week, you know? <sighs> insane. It just seems insane now that that, that, that was possible. Yeah. Um, but, Rachel, thank you for letting us know about your awesome trip to uh, London, you and Liza, hanging out. I mean, yeah. We flew. Yeah. It was yeah, great. Yeah. 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 So, that's great. She and um, I are super close. Right, <laughs> right. I don't want to say closer than who, her and Lorna, but I mean, uh, maybe, maybe we're closer than Lorna. I mean, Michael gets that. Dan might not. I literally have no idea what we're talking about. Thank but, you so much. But, her, but you know sister. me, Lorna left us sister. You know me. I play along. Um, I know you're a good sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what half the stuff you guys are talking about. So I'm, <laughs> at this point, I'm used to it. Um, closing time. One last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey, your beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Um, thoughts on that? Here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> thoughts on that? Well, let me let me finish. Well, I was. You, you guys didn't jump in. You got to be fast. <laughs> Not fast right enough, now. I guess. <laughs> I'm giving you a second. Do you have any thoughts? I, I feel like I'm going to say what you're going to say, so I'm going to let you say it. I had a thought, but I don't think it's what you're going to say. All right, well, you go first, Michael. Okay. I think this is a whistle-while-you-work kind of a song where mm -hmm. the bartenders sing this as they're closing up mm -hmm. every night, and they, like, whistle a happy tune. And Oh, so you're saying in the reality of the song, not that bartenders now would sing this song. I think it's... I think, they you know, should. they probably should. I think I feel bad it's for like them if they don't. It's like a sea shanty. Right. <laughs> like why if 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 you've got to close up a bar, why wouldn't you sing this song? Um But you're I, saying in the reality of this song, I think they're that, like they're that singing he's, this as they close up. Yeah, I think like mm. as he's doing each of these steps, mm -hmm. they're like he's turning on the light, he sings that line, he's oh, he's having a good okay. time. Right, right, right. Okay, I like it. So it's like it's do you think this is the beginning of the movie? Where like we're being introduced to this bar full of crazy characters you, you <laughs> that know we're gonna follow throughout the rest of the movie. You know, in you know, in Beauty and the Beast, when Belle is going through the town. Mm -hmm. that's okay. What this is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's definitely yes, I yes. But there's a, there is that like there are songs in movies, right, and like plays or whatever, where they're like, you know, I'm gonna do this, and then like you kind of learn about, you know the location as it's happening, right? Right, right. You know what I mean? Um, what I was going to say They call that was, in, in the musical theater, and I'm going to do this song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Penned by Learner and Love. They're, yep. they're very literal. Um, <laughs> so, um, well, what I was going to say was that you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Um, I imagine the first bartender to ever say that, Right. All of the miserable drunks, just for a moment, were just like, 
oh, that's clever. Yeah. I like, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That was good. That's a good line. Now, of course, it's played out yeah. at this point. But I think I think the first time people are like, oh, you hear what Jerry just said? That was that was, <laughs> yeah, that, was yeah. that was good. That was very clever. And then, that was funny. And then the the bar started to become more and more popular because they'd right. be like, "Wait till the end. You have to say the end. You got to <laughs> hear, hear this thing Jerry says. It's so good." Jer- Jerry, do that. It. Do that thing you did last night. Do, say it. Say it again. Say it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my catchphrase. You betcha. I'm gonna say something that no one on earth has ever said, but this reminds me of a Colin Quinn joke, um, <laughs> where he said. <laughs> Where I, I saw him doing stand up one time on TV. I wasn't there. Um, and he was like, You know, I hate the second guy who ever said, We're playing phone tag. Not the first guy. <laughs> the yes. first guy's cool. It was the second guy who heard the first guy say that and go, I got to remember that. That yeah. guy, that guy sucks. So it's yep, the same yep. thing here, where the first guy who said it, it was clever. Then everybody stole it and it got, it got totally played out. But, yeah. um, but the first guy, was, was, he was good. Um, Wait all right, minute, Jerry. You think so the you think I... the second night that Jerry said it, like on sort of like uh, his command performance, was he was, he was like Jer- Jerry, do do that thing you said last night, and he's like, uh, you can't stay here, but you don't have to go home, and like right. Jerry, you, you did it better last night. It was yeah. so. Why was it last night? Why was Somebody it... tell Jerry what it was. It, did anybody remember that? It was so funny last it night. It just so didn't good work tonight. last night. What? <sighs> no, you did it. I think you did it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and again, you know, and then like the second or third time, maybe he did do it right. People were just like, all right, now it's starting to get a bit old. I mean, it was the first time it was fun, but now it's like, (laughs) now it's like his catchphrase or something, you know? And he starts getting a t-shirt made up. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's when he handed it over to the bar back and was like, it's time for you to go out into the world and spread the message. (laughs) (laughs) And the bar back said, yes, Jerry. Yes. Yes. Yes, I will. Um, I will take this to semi-sonic. So, uh, all right. So the only thing we know so far is that, I mean, the bar's closing down. It's one last right, call for right, alcohol for the evening. Finish your whiskey and beers. So you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Then the chorus is, I know who I want to take me home. Now. Been there. Yes. <laughs> but here's the thing. I know. Okay. So first of all, we had turn on all of the, turn on all of the lights. No, turn all of the lights on. I'll get it, folks. I'll get it. No, you did it better the last night, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. And then it's, I know who I want to take me home. I, I, I need a sentence diagram to break down some of, there's so many words in here that like, that affect all the other words. It's it's very it's very confusing. Is all I'm trying to say. You know what the I mean, the turn on all the lights line is. The problem with that it's turn on all the see turn turn all, all of, the, of lights. the lights on. Right. Oh, it's the on and over right next to each other that throws yes. the sentence completely off. And it because you, you want to say turn all turn on all the lights. Yeah. That's what you want to say. What you, you want to say, say is dim all, all the lights. lights. Right. Sweet, Sweet darling. darling. <laughs> not, it's all the way. But yes, it's turn all of the lights on. I mean, this reads like something that was translated into English pretty well, but it's not, it's not perfect. Like it's close, but it's not exactly right. Right. Um, but anyway, I know who I want to take me home. What a weird, cause this song was so big and yeah. obviously we're going to get there later. But what a weird, that's the whole chorus. Like, what a yeah. weird thing to, 
to a thing that I'm still not entirely sure what it's supposed to mean. Right. I know who I want to take me home, right? So there's somebody that you, man. So I have identified the person that I want to take me home with them, right? right. That's that's what it is. It's it's that's my thought. But but usually in a pop song, you don't need to stop and like again diagram the sentence to figure out like <laughs> what is the subject, what is the predicate here to figure out exactly what they're saying. And that's, uh, I mean, uh, the the I know who I want to take me home. Are are we thinking that's a different character? Or is it also the bartender? That's a great question. Who's I think, saying that? You mean, right. Yes, who's saying Who's it? saying that? I think it's a bar patron. That, I think That's so, That's what yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, But that is weird that it makes the switch, because clearly the person who's talking before is the bartender. Or maybe not. I mean, the first verse could be a patron who's sort of experiencing all of this. He's, he's witnessing all this happen. Right. I mean, it's from his point of view. Right, is what you're saying? Right. But it's still the bartender who's talking. It's just that yeah, we Not necessarily. We are... Like, he, he could be projecting on the bar, like, he's watching okay. all this happen. Okay. Oh, what a pain. Like a, like a regular who's in there. Who's he's like, not saying it. He's trying to wrap it up. No, no, no. He's, he's watching the bartender, oh. like, open the doors, <laughs> and, he's, and he's reflecting, open all the doors and let you out into the right. world. Right. He's narrating what's happening. And right. and he's he's had a couple that night, so mm. like the most coherent thing he can get out is turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. <laughs> um, he and he's like, should should I rearrange this? And I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. Nah, um, it's fine. <laughs> I'll workshop it. Yeah. Right. So so I think that it could be somebody witnessing all this happening. And this is his thought process. Mm -hmm. This is why in Broadway musicals they call a guy narrating everything that's happening. Song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm, yeah, yeah. There's the so, I want song. There's the. Sure. There are other types of songs. <laughs> I don't, I don't nope. Know. Nope. nope. There's just the one type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think about it, but there are other types of like. Those. Uh, nope. uh, every every Broadway show, every song has to be an I want song, and it has to start with I want, and then they say what they want. You're not allowed to do anything else. Um. All right, so I know who I want to take me home. We don't know who that is. We don't really know what they're talking about um, other than that's that's it. We just They know who they want to take them home. They've made decisions. Yes, but we- And listen, if the lights have gone on over every boy and every girl, mm -hmm. it's at that moment you're like, well, this is what I've got to choose from, I guess. Right, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to try and- Hope that beer goggles <laughs> kick in real quick. Well, and it's it's also when all the fluorescent lights are on full blast, so everyone's looking their best. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why you want to leave right before that happens, mm -hmm. I would imagine. Um, I've ever, I've actually never done that, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't fully know. I've never picked someone up in a bar. Um, not for lack of trying, it's just never <laughs> I should probably say that I'm joking because I've been with my my wife since I before I was 21. So let me be clear that love you, honey. Um, uh, can I speak to you in the kitchen? Real quick? <laughs> hey guys, weirdly, I have to go talk to my wife uh, from the future when she hears this. So I'll be right back. Closing time, time for you to go out to the places you will. Time. 
Now, verse two, okay? Now, here's the thing, guys. Maybe you know this. Maybe you don't. But I'm going to blow your mind right now if you don't. Mm-hmm. Because here was that mystery I was talking about. This song is not actually about a bar closing down. Okay? What? So the next lines are... <laughs> so the, these, these following two lines, or four technically, but yeah. these next two lines are the lines that when this song was popular, I would, because I, again, I'm a person who listens closely to the lyrics of songs and thinks about them a lot. And and I would hear these lines and I, was, I would be like, I don't understand what this part is supposed mean. to mean. Yep. Right? Like it was always very, this part I was always like, I guess, I just, I was like, I just don't understand like what this is supposed to mean. Now, sometimes songs just have like weird lyrics and that don't mean right. anything. So I didn't give it a ton of thought. Yeah, but, the- but then later, when I found out what the song was about, I was like, oh, okay, now those, song- those lyrics make more sense. The song itself doesn't make any sense, but the lyrics <laughs> make sense. Go ahead, Michael. Sorry. Right. The, the, I just, the lyrics in this verse are so, like, it's it's not 100% clear what they're talking about, but there, there are some really, really cool lines here that are just yes. mysterious enough that you, you forgive it not necessarily making sense with the rest of the story. And it's really just these two lines. I mean, the, mm. the rest of the lines fit into the uh, narrative of this just being about yeah. the closing, you know, the four o'clock right. lights up at a bar. It's these two lines. And I agree with you. In, when this, you know, when this first come, came out, if, or if you're just hearing the song and you don't know what it's about, you're like, wait, what'd they just say? Yeah. Why, why would this make any sense? Do you want to say them, Dan, and we'll discuss them more? Uh, yes. Well, uh, yeah. And I was gonna say no offense to semi-sonic. I mean, this is a bit of a mixed metaphor and you're not wrong for not under, for not realizing what this song is really about because they do say, you know, one last call for alcohol, finish your whiskey, your beer. Like it's definitely, they're using the metaphor of the bar closing down, but they're also talking about specifics of the bar. So you're, you're, you know, don't, don't, you're not wrong for not understanding. I didn't understand it uh, until I, until I read this. So the lines are, the next lines are closing time, time for you to go out to the places you will be from. Now that was the first line where I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. It should be the places where you are from, not the places right. where you will be from. Yeah. That seems like a weird line. But what I love about that line, and it, it sort of plays into a line that comes later, mm-hmm. is every place that you're not yet is where you will eventually be from at that time okay okay it's michael you're leaving this one place to go some other place wherever it is right right and the place you go after that the place that you're going to now is where you'll be from right true true okay all right well let's put a pin in that okay (laughs) because good i'm glad you say that because there's a line like uh two lines later well let's say because we're gonna come back to that yeah yeah, this line is closing time this room won't be open till your brothers or your sisters come so that's the one that you hear when you don't right. know what the song is actually about. And you're, you're like, what? 
What does and that mean? It is about a surprise birthday party <laughs> that's happening well, was... the next day, and this guy's whole family is going to be there. I mean, I didn't fully understand this room won't be open. I don't know if I if I fully heard that or even like right. contemplated, but I was always under the impression of like, so, so you're saying that someone's brother or sister is coming to pick them up? Like that's a like that doesn't happen to everyone right. in the bar. Like that's such an odd thing. I did I didn't right. understand. Well, all right, I'm gonna drop the hammer. It could be, it could be like the Brotherhood of Mankind. Like so that's one of your, true. somebody, that's right. somebody will kindly right. pick you up and give you a ride home. Right. You're saying this room won't be open until all collectively, all of our brothers and sisters <laughs> come yeah, back. Yeah, until humanity. Because right. in that's in, right. in you know, in a larger sense, we are all one family right we are one human race and we're all brothers and sisters to each other and this is definitely obviously the line that has the biggest hint of what of the you know of you know what you're just gonna tell us now dan but i mean i think that when i first heard it i kind of just chalked it up to like a weird turn of phrase that i didn't know anything about you know right again Um, Yeah, yeah but then i found out and i was like oh no this is this makes more sense so what this song is actually about is about a baby being born so the bar is the womb and the bartender who's telling you to leave is i don't know like the the natural progression of how a baby is born and <laughs> i think so i and, think so and the hormones that cause the 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 birth to happen um so that's well, what I it think, is yeah i think the the whiskey and beer is the epidural sure the turning the lights on is like the crowning yep. and you know yeah yeah so that's you what don't have it's... to stay home but you, you don't have to go home but you can't stay here you know right you have to stay in the NICU for a little bit until you go home sure so yeah but you so... definitely can't stay in there so you, uh, as the bar patron, are the the unborn child. You are being born, uh, and it says t- that's why it says time for you to go out to the places you will be from. So wherever you, wherever your home is that your parents are taking you to, that is where you will be from in the future, right? Which is is actually very cool, but like a real like you know mind twister to think about <laughs> that like <laughs> you are not there yet but that is your home when they bring you there and and someday you will say oh i am from x place uh where they are going to bring you because you have just been born uh oh x place and- is beautiful this time of year oh, oh, oh my god, my god. so nice the leaves changing yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah I love the uh i love the climate of fill in here is just fantastic <laughs> um all year and all year round, it's like that. It's oh, great. so nice. Um, unless it's not, unless it changes. Um, <laughs> and then this room again, the the womb where you, as the unborn child, are. This room won't be open till your brothers and your sisters come. So obviously, any any other siblings who would be born. Um, yes. So that's that's what that means. So if you've ever heard this song and didn't know what those lyrics mean, that's what it means. It's all a big metaphor for a child being born and was about songwriter Dan Wilson's girlfriend being pregnant when he wrote the song. So there you go. Yes. That's it. And you can't discuss the lyrics without actually, you know, discussing the actual story behind (laughs) it. So, yeah. uh, Yeah. And saying, I know who I want to take me home is, I guess, presumably you want your parents to take you home. Right. Um, You know, or or wherever you're, you're becoming attached to again, most presumably your your parents or your mother who has just birthed you. So um that's that's what that line means. Um weird because it's 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 one of those things where all the lyrics have to be written in like a future tense. 
because you have not yet been born. Um, so which which sort of gives all the lines that sort of off kilter feeling to them. Um, but once you know what they mean, uh, it's cool. Uh, I mean, again, you know, we're laying on the metaphor a little bit thick because now we're going to say, um, gather up your jackets, move it to the ex- exits. I hope you have found a friend. Uh, there are no, I, I, as far as I know, when a baby is born, it does not have a jacket that it's wearing. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I don't, I mean, so- I have two kids and I didn't see <laughs> that happen. Although I do have to say they do often leave their jackets at home when it's cold out. So maybe they just <laughs> left them. <laughs> Maybe they just, just didn't. They there. just didn't grab them on the way out. But how crazy would it be if little babies were born with little like members-only jackets on? <laughs> that would be amazing. It's like, oh, here's the baby. Yep. Oh, and it's a Nehru jacket. Oh, oh Nehru. So oh, yeah. And like, yeah, and like throughout the years, it like updates for to to stay with fashion. Like in the eighties, right. it's little like members-only jackets, and they're like. I somehow nature just knows. Nature just knows what kind of jacket is in style right now. Did you watch Top Gun? Oh, your baby's being born. It was awesome that new movie Top Gun. Oh, it's a bomber jacket. Oh, oh, it's got little. The, oh, it's it's aviator sunglasses. It's got little Oakleys on. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> I mean, I do. I feel like the pink ladies were all born with their jackets, and oh yeah, definitely. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, so gather up your jackets, move to the exits. I hope you have found a friend. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Um, deep, semisonic, deep. W- deep, and again, I love that line. That is such line. a good line. It's a good line, although I don't, again, I don't know if I fully understand. Okay, so every new beginning yeah. comes from some other beginning's End. Yeah, everything right. is a okay. new beginning, and when something right. ends, that new beginning ends, right. so that the next new beginning can begin. I mean, we're literally talking stages of life, Dan. Right, right, right. So. right. No, I know, but I, yeah. So it in in order for a new thing to happen, something that used to be new has to end and become old. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think yeah, and especially in things like development and <laughs> childbirth. Right, you know. Because right, it's right. weird because a baby is born within, you know, nine months. Mm-hmm. That nine months is a total beginning, middle, and end. Right. And then we reset the clock. Right, right. Yeah. And it's, uh, so that's the new beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean. Anyway, and- I have a chart here, Dan. <laughs> a video that you can Well, the thing I was going to say, I mean, because the other thing, too, is, um, and probably not surprising when we're talking about my own kids being born uh, on this episode. But I did have that thought uh, when my wife uh, went in and they were like, stand here. We'll, we'll, we'll bring in in a second, you know, put on this, this uh, mask and all this stuff. And um, uh, again, very, very pre COVID. It was normal to put on a mask <laughs> stuff before we all lived in masks all the time. But um, it's a Halloween like, mask. Yeah, like we're going to get her prepped and then we'll, we'll call you in. And, and I did have the thought where I was just like, this is the last moments of my life where I won't be a father. You know what I mean? Like, th- th- like once, once that threshold is crossed, you can't ever go back. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, for, from this, the moment the baby comes out, from that moment on, I will be a father. Even if 
my wife and my kids hate me and never want to talk to me. I will still technically, <laughs> and I don't see them, not that there's any danger of that happening, hopefully, but I will still technically, I will be a father from this moment on. There's no going back. So that and, yeah. that's and ended then, yeah. and a new thing has begun. And so. then you and then you ran out of the hospital and we didn't hear we didn't see you for 10 days and yeah, yeah. we had to drag you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was well, awkward. But yeah, I don't know. It seemed all right. Um <laughs> So every new beginning comes from some other beginnings end. Um I don't want to step on my uh the story behind the story, but uh you may see a lot of stuff online that that is a Greek philosopher and that is a, a quote from a Greek philosopher. It's not. Uh <laughs> the guy with the song just made that up and for some reason somebody thought that was a thing and then it's all over the place on the internet. But uh it took me a long time to get to the bottom of the fact that nope, he just that's just a line that he wrote. Well, is he part Greek? Uh I don't if know. He's part Greek. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's a Greek philosopher. Was he maybe. a philosophy major? Okay. Uh so that's really it. Then he says, I know who I want to take me home again. Um, closing time, time to go out to the places you will be from. I know who wants to take me home. And it basically just does that for a while. Uh, and then at the end, closing time, every new beginning comes from some other beginnings end. That's and where that's he was it. like that. You know what? That was a good line. I should, I want to, <laughs> I want to do that one again. Oh yeah. 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 Well, and again, I know this about a baby being born, but you know, from that, that every new beginning comes from some other beginnings end. Like if you're in a bar, you gotta be like, Bro, I'm way too drunk for this. You gotta. <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning. Guy, the uh, lights are on. Don't had, hit me with stuff like that. There's I'm no. My, I can't deal with that. I'm on my ninth whiskey sour. I, I, I You gotta. <laughs> God. I, you gotta call me in the morning. Me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm more high on the sugar than anything else right now. Uh, I'm on my ninth glass of sour mix. Yeah. <laughs> I did that one time at a bar because I, I wanted to pretend that I was like a traveling salesman in the 50s. So like I ordered like a bunch of like whiskey sours. Ter- I had the worst case yeah. of acid reflux in the morning. Never again. What a <laughs> nightmare. What a nightmare that was. The first thing I ever drank was an amaretto sour. And I remember ah. being like, this is the height of being an adult. <laughs> I was like, not 21 yet. And I was like yeah, yeah. At, at a wedding or something. And I was like, this is like what it's like to be an adult. And yeah. then like, a couple of years ago, I think I had an Amaro Sour. I was like, why not? I'll have an Amaro Sour. I had an Amaro Sour. I was like, what is this, a sweet tart? What's going on? <laughs> this is bizarre. Could I just get a glass of M&M's? Like that one? <laughs> Sir, this is a bar. Okay, and a swizzle yeah. stick. In it. What <laughs> do you want from me? I guess. Melt them if you want. I'll drink it. I don't care. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't care. Whatever. Uh, um, What's the I... sugariest drink that you have? <laughs> Uh, um, uh, sour uh, mix and a Slurpee. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, any other thoughts on this song? This is a great song. It's a great song. I love this song. It I is love a this good song. one. Yeah, yeah. Well, who likes it more? You guys. I don't know. I'm out. just gonna repeat everything Rachel says. Oh man. <laughs> no, it's a great song. Um. So, uh, let's do expand a universe. Um, and I would say definitely uh the bar from one bourbon, one shot, one beer. This is the same bar. One scotch, right? one beer. Uh, sorry. That's okay. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Um, I'm I'm stumbling over other songs lyrics. Um, That's right. That's but, okay. Uh, you've had you've had ten whiskey sours. So. But this is definitely the kind of bar where they have to kick people out. So yeah, uh, they're yes. definitely yes. they're 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 George Thorogood has to like be escorted to the door, uh, to to be let out. So, no. Yeah. 
Uh, I think that, uh, I mean, it, this could be where uh, Lola goes to uh, at the end of the night when she's like super sad from mm-hmm. Copacabana. Uh, uh, or this could be what the Copacabana is now. But it's a disco. Yeah, but she sits there at the I mean, bar. Not for Lola. No, not but for Lola. This isn't a disco. Right. It's a dive bar. Or it used to be a disco. This is the third uh, incarnation of, <laughs> of the Copacabana, and Lola's still in the corner. You know, that's a good question because I've only ever been to dive bars, right? <laughs> um, right? For the most part. Or at least dive bars that like I closed out. I guess at some point, like a fancy nightclub, they do have to close, right? Like, what is that yeah. procedure? I guess it's pretty much the same. Right? It's just people are in fancier clothes or being drunk rolled to the door and kicked out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I that's new- weird I to mean, think about. I mean, every- Yeah, they say gather up your monocles. <laughs> that's right. Every bar can look fancy until the lights come on and you like look at the dance oh, floor. God. And like, oh, this yeah. is disgusting. Yeah, yeah. No. No, no, no. And that- as women, sometimes we dance with our shoes off. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Having flashbacks. Um, <laughs> a, a dark interior can do wonders for wonders. Both nightclubs and bars and, and Disney World learn that. Like, you just turn right. the lights <laughs> off and you barely got to do anything. People will fill in. <laughs> The rest of their imagination and then you add alcohol to that i mean forget it you're forget it. you know i would say if these people are leaving a bar and they're being very loud and they're going past a movie theater maybe they're waking up little Susie. this is <laughs> this is the thing that that wakes them up is, is are these people carousing as they go as they go past um yeah yeah uh i mean michael mm-hmm. do you want to say it or you want me to say it i want you to say it because i don't know what you're going to say i mean there's could be that the person saying all this stuff is a uh, has a piano. Oh, <laughs> sure. Is playing for the lost and the lonely, who are the mm-hmm. ones who are left at the end of the night. Oh, that's um, got to be. Or in somebody's womb. <laughs> it works both ways. <laughs> Pearl is everywhere, is what sure. I'm saying. Pearl is all of us, and we are all That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's got to be. She is the singularity. Anyway. <laughs> That has got to be rough if it's like, all right, Pearl, look, you can sing here, but you also have to kick all the drunks out at the end of every night. Um, yeah. She, well, she, uh, I got hired as a singer. Well, technically a bouncer, but they let me right. sing. <laughs> yeah. Because I wouldn't right. take the job if they gig. didn't let me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. There's no it's microphone right. or stage or piano, but I, I, I sing as I kick people out. I mean, but what are they wa- going to do? I'm, I'm built like a linebacker. So. <laughs> I can I mean, sing whatever I want. If you want to get technical, yes. On my tax form, it says bouncer. That's what it's listed <laughs> as. But I like to think of myself more as a singer. Um, so my name tag says too. Yeah, it says yeah. Pearl's a bouncer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Do you think the uh, whiskey was uh, provided by a place on Copperhead Road? Oh, oh that's the best whiskey. Yeah, I mean, this I is think a- so. I was gonna say, if this is a real dive bar, yeah, they're buying like illegal whiskey. Yeah, from from uh, the Petamores up on Copperhead Road. Yeah, probably. without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right, does anyone have anyone anything else? Um, no. Okay, well, because I was only gonna say because this song is actually be a, being about uh, a baby being born, and in every story song we've ever done. Uh, the person must have been born at some point. This is connected to every story song (laughs) 
that we have ever done and will ever do. This, so, is, every, this is everyone's story. Yes. This is the story of every single story song, every character in every story song, <laughs> every side character, every character that's mentioned. This song is about all of them. Every this is the story single song one of Big them. Bang. This is the exactly. story song Big Bang. This, <laughs> this is, is where it started. Oh, I've got one. This is it. Uh, this room won't be open till your brothers or your sisters come. Mm-hmm. Is he lonely, boy? Oh, right. Oh, oh, I think yeah. Okay, it's about every story song character, but it's also more specifically about Andrew Gold. Yeah, yes, because he's very concerned about his his brother or sister. You know what? He's gonna hate Mm -hmm. that sister. Yeah, and and that's the first thing his father said to him as he was being born. This this won't room won't be open. (laughs) Your sister come. You just told me I was the most important person for like a millisecond, right? And now you're already talking about brothers and sisters, right? He's like, well, this this room won't be open until your brother and sister come. He's like, well, it'll never be open because I'm not having brothers and sisters. (laughs) So that worked out well for me. Ah, poor Andrew Gold. Uh, (laughs) he's fine and he's dead. Um, wherever he is. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Check out the songs of the Story Song Podcast. Find the Story Song Podcast, the official playlist, and the Story Song Podcast, the official classic playlist on Spotify to stream all the great songs we review on the show. All right, and we're back. It's time for Story Behind the Story. But before we do that, um, we have a policy on this show. When someone leaves us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts or wherever they get their podcast, uh, we read it on the show. We got a very nice review. It's not just a policy of ours. This is like like singing closing time at the end of the night. This is also a law. It's podcast law. Well, yeah, law. no, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually the first executive order that Biden put out. Yeah, he got into the Oval Office. He's just like, actually, everything's going great. So I'm going to mostly talk about podcasting <laughs> for the next four years. <laughs> There's no other problems in the country right now. Um, but like, have uh, you guys heard the Story Song podcast? It's so good. <laughs> 
anyway, this review uh, from Mitch was not on not on podcast, but I do I do want to read it uh, real quick. So uh, Mitch left left this uh, on Facebook, and he said a total five star podcast. I discovered the Story Song podcast a few months ago when I became obsessed with Shel Silverstein's Sylvia's mother. Mitch, same. We feel totally. You. Um, Kindred the only Google spirits. hits I yeah. <laughs> the only Google hits I got were a Dutch documentary and your podcast. I was quickly hooked and streamed every episode as often as possible until I listened to every one. I started by only picking songs I'd heard of and artists I liked, but as every episode was laugh out loud, funny, informative, and entertaining, I went for them all. If I were if it were not for this podcast, I would have ha- never had any idea what a bajika loop was. <laughs> Or that Dolly Parton is a musical genius and an American treasure. Well, I hope you would have figured that out on your own, Mitch, yeah. but that's neither here nor there. I would like to suggest a second Deed Friedman song in addition to Ariel. Company is such a beautiful song and one of my all-time personal favorites. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to the next episode. Happy New Year from Mitch. Um, wow. Well, so first of all, we will definitely take a look at Company. Yes. Uh, it sounds great. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was, so obviously, again, this was not on, uh, a podcast site and I don't want to be too self-indulgent and just like read every comment we ever get. Um, but, uh, I did want to read this one just because, uh, you know, I just want people to know we really appreciate when you leave feedback like this and, you know, even whether it's positive or negative, uh, we appreciate it. So I just wanted to say thank you, uh, and know that, you know, if you're out there, know that we do read it and that we do appreciate it and then we take it. Yeah. And I think the other thing I will say real quick about Mitch's, uh, review or, or message is it kind of hits what we're hoping to do with the podcast, which is bring you in with a song you might know, but then introduce you to a bunch of different songs that you had no idea existed. Um, and uh, we're glad we could do that for you, Mitch. And we hope we can do that for a lot of you. Yeah. And it's also yeah. nice to know that other people are as obsessed uh, with Sylvia's mother <laughs> right. as we are. That's right. And I will say this, Mitch, I have seen that Dutch documentary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have. And, uh, it's really interesting. Okay. Uh, so closing time. Um, is by the band Semisonic, uh, and it peaked on the uh, U.S. Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart at number one. Nice. Uh, and the Modern Rock Tracks chart is also known as the alternative, or at one point was known as the alternative radio play chart. And as someone who listened to alternative radio at the time the song was out, I can guarantee uh, they played <laughs> this song at a frequency that I would call a lot. So not surprised that it was at number one on the alternative radio play chart. Uh, now you might be saying, uh, where's the, the high 100? Obviously if it was such a big song. Where's the high 100? Okay. I'm going to get there. Hold on. Um, but it, it, it was number one on the, uh, the modern rock tracks chart. Um, so semi-sonic was formed in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota in 1995. Uh, there is Dan Wilson on lead vocals and guitar, uh, John Munso on bass guitar, and Jacob Slitcher on drums. Um, and this song is from their second album, Feeling Strangely Fine, which is a very 90s album oh, yeah. title. So very good job, Semisonic. If you yeah, yeah. put into an AI, give me a 90s album title <laughs> and a 90s, album, a 90s yep. band, alternative band, yeah. Feeling Strangely Fine by Semisonic would would come out 
solidly. Yeah, I, I will say this. We talked about this on our episode on the way. Um, the album, the fastball album that that song is from is called all the pain money can buy, mm-hmm. uh, which is the other yeah. most nineties <laughs> album title I've ever heard. And we yep. talked about on that episode, we talked about feeling strangely fine as a very nineties album title. Those two records were released 14 days apart. Oh, there you go. so they are a very 1998 <laughs> album. Yes. They are a specific time. Uh, was- All the pain money can buy was released March uh, 10th, 1998 and feeling strangely fine was released March 24th, 1998. And Michael. Yes. I'm going to, I have information about <laughs> fastball. Thank God. Later on, <laughs> later on in this, in this. So it's, it's coming. Don't worry. Um, but yes, in the 90s, because even if something was good, right, it's still, you still had to put a little bit of a caveat on it. So it's not feeling fine, <laughs> right? It's feeling strangely yes. fine, right? Because I shouldn't be feeling fine because we're here in the late 90s and everything's kind of dour. Uh, but in like a weird, not like a totally sad way, just everyone's just like a little bit bummed right. <laughs> all the time. That's what the, that's what <laughs> that's the right. 90s were. Uh, well, we, also, we all, 90s we all album kind of... titles had to be, mm-hmm. like, how, how, many, how many words can you get your point across in? Add 12 that's right, words. That's right. right. Well, and is, yeah, is and... it poetic? It's a little poetic. Make it, like, weirdly poetic right. and doesn't necessarily make sense, but there's and, your album and you, title. You need at least one, like, four-syllable word yep. in there that, like, you know... That that just doesn't quite fit in, but it's close enough that it that it makes sense. Yeah, and the thing was in the '90s again, we were all kind of bummed out, but we didn't know why. That was the main thing because everything was going pretty well, uh, you know, especially compared to nowadays. So, but we were just we were just kind of like, there's a little blue. Uh, so we're feeling strangely fine. Uh, what's the name of your band? Sonic? Nope. Semi-Sonic. It's not as good as we're Sonic. a little bit Sonic. Yeah, we're um, kind. We're a little Sonic. We're semi-Sonic. And if your uh, album title can be about how it's not always great to be a rock star um, right. and yes. a billionaire, like that'd be cool too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, you want to you want to be super drag, singing "Who Sucked Out the Feeling," which was a song about how they became big rock stars, but it wasn't as cool as they thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, that's the ultimate late '90s song. And uh, if it could be in like a typewriter font, oh, without yes. a doubt. That'd be perfect. And then, like, but with like a little like extra ink is spilled. Yeah, on yeah, it. yeah. Like it's a little sloppy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's definitely that's way. I mean, even CPS I mean, MTV, well, I mean, MTV News literally had the 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 typewriter keys yeah. coming up. <laughs> yeah. Remember that it would that's stamp right. onto the screen. Yeah. MTV News. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's look. I don't. I can't explain it, but that's what the nineties were. Everybody. Your photography um, needs to be very grainy and very sepia toned. Well, yes. Well, and what's funny because the video for this is actually this is late '90s because this is not the like, um, the like, uh, you know, the, the when like the end of the reel it'll like yep, flash, yep, yep. yeah, yeah, uh, like that white, like that, that concept, and then like the saturated colors. This is this video is much more clean, but it does have a high concept. That was early '90s was like just crazy footage of like blurry, you know, flashes and like random stuff happening. Then later in the '90s, they're like, "All right, we're not doing that anymore." But it's got to be clean, high concept right. stuff um, for your videos. Uh, so, I will yeah. say this is real quick. 
um a couple mm-hmm. of years back they had this thing uh, oh my god it was a while back but they had this thing where it was like it was they would say uh you like gave some information to a robot in on the internet and they they would put okay. together a, t- a title of uh they would put together an album cover for you and mm-hmm. mine was amazing because the band oh it did it didn't put the album cover together it would it, it was like three things right it would be like go to oh, like do an image search that's and right. then like the it's the fifth image like you'd have to that's put right. in a uh you'd put in certain things right and it came up mine came out so like, perfectly it there it was like a quote generator right. or something and it would be like the the fifth sixth seventh and right. eighth word it and came, it, and like you'd have to do an image search for a certain thing and then it, it was mine insane came up but with it's a great perfectly 90s thing the, the cover is a washed out photo of a puppy on two legs. The name of the band is Level Sensor, and the name of the album is A Mean or Sarcastic Thing. And I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, you had that album, weirdly, had a it number was great. three hit it was in great. Holland. And for I, no, I no explanation. Why, but it was how. great. But it was I, all it was I that put inside good. it was, was the uh, McDonald's uh, free record you used to get that had all, this, <laughs> all, all the uh, menu items on it. But it was a huge hit. Uh, huge yeah, hit. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. So no, that's okay. Uh, so okay. So what I was gonna say, Michael, was uh, this song peaked at number one on the uh, Modern Rock Tracks uh, chart in, on May thirtieth, nineteen ninety eight. Number two that week, The Way by Fastball. Ooh, nice. So, that is yeah, a yeah, yeah. So that was, that, yeah, <laughs> it was very 90s week. Um, and I, I mean, I remember this week because I was driving around in my car a lot uh, at this time. And uh, I heard these songs uh, constantly. It was the radio um, saying, how could we make this week in 1998 like the right. most 1998 right. week in 1998? <laughs> yeah. Um, so now. Remember when I was talking about the Hot 100? Mm-hmm. Where is the song on the Hot 100? It's not, because this song was never released as a single. What? Uh, so what? it does not appear on the Hot 100. Now, I know what you're thinking. What? How, yeah. is, how is that possible? We, I believe we have talked about this before on the show. Um, I don't remember in what context. But in the late 90s and early 2000s, the record company, one of the, or the oh. record industry, one of the greediest industries, uh, perhaps outside of like, I don't know, the oil companies, um, they got in their head a brilliant, like, y- you know, in uh, in um, The Grinch Stole Christmas, what do they say where you got like a perfectly mm-hmm. evil idea? Um, they got a perfectly evil idea, which was they realized if they had songs that they thought were going to be popular and they did not mm-hmm. release them as singles, but it got a lot of radio play that people would have to buy the entire album in order to get that one song. And so they started not releasing certain songs that they thought would be popular as singles to force people to buy the entire album. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and that includes, that includes songs like You Can't Touch This uh, by MC Hammer. It was never officially released as a single. It was uh-huh. released as a dance single, but it was never released as a single single. Um, and so same thing, people had to buy the entire album to get that one song. Um, and so this was never released as a single and does not appear 
on uh, the Hot 100. And if the record uh, industry ever cries about, oh, people are illegally downloading, oh, we love all this money, <laughs> shut up. Because you guys suck, okay, for a myriad reasons, but this is one of them. Um, so, yeah, so wow. never released as a single. Wasn't um, wasn't there an Alanis Morissette song that was never released as a single? You, I mean, probably, yeah, because this would have been around the same time. So, yeah, I'm sure they did it to, with her, too. Yeah. There's a there's a handful of songs that were like number one, and that's they were like number one the radio play, but they they were not on the high one hundred. They there were no singles. There was never released as a single. But it's interesting that at this time at least, like radio airplay would contribute to yeah the charts. Like we talked about oh, that yeah. earlier. Like that there are songs, and again, uh, Madonna is an example. Into the groove was ne- one of her biggest, most enduring songs was never released as a single. It was the B side to Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, still gets played on the radio and never charted because it wasn't it wasn't officially released as a single in the U.S. Right, and wasn't eligible to chart because even with mm. ra- radio airplay by the '90s they had changed that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And again, I mean, you can see this is a radio play chart, and it's number one. Uh, so obviously it was popular, but it was not. Uh. You know, the single was not available. People obviously were buying the album to get that song, but that didn't count. Uh, I mean, it counted for the album, but it didn't count for, for the single itself. Um, so, uh, okay, so this song um, has a continuing cultural legacy. Uh, it appeared on an episode of Friends in 2001, uh, and it was on the Friends mm. official soundtrack album. Mm. Um, and it was featured prominently in an episode of The Office in uh, 2011. Uh, where uh, Andy is now the uh, mm-hmm. the manager, uh, and he ends each day uh, by playing that song, and pretending <laughs> pretending to be a bartender. You know what? Fine, I try to start fun traditions for you guys, but if you don't want to sing, no traditions. Closing time, every new beginning. I never heard that song before, and once I heard it, I did not care for it. But that song means it's time to go home. Now, it's my favorite song. Uh, it was also on The Simpsons and Cold Case and Daria. Oh. Um, and it was in the 2011. It was 2011 was a big year for this song. It was also in the 2011 movie uh, Friends with Benefits, where Justin Timberlake sings it. Apparently, I've never seen the movie. Uh, but Justin Timberlake sings it and uh, uh, says it's a third eye, uh, third eye blind song. Can, can I so, say this? I. Mm-hmm. understand that because this is in the realm of 90s songs where you go man i love that song who sings that and if somebody doesn't yes. know instantly who sings it you either go ah, it's probably a third eye blind blind song or you go <laughs> it doesn't matter you know like, yeah. those two things <laughs> i'm not gonna look up who it is um but right. i like it and i'll just hear it when i hear it or you do look yeah. it up and you're like oh <laughs> right right it doesn't change my life but i enjoy the music yeah. Right. When in yeah, doubt, yeah. say something's a third eye blind song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, and when someone says, I think this song is by third eye blind, you go, look, come on, man. Like, what are you, an idiot? <laughs> it's clearly ever clear. Um, <laughs> everyone knows third that. Third eye blind, this uh, is three doors down. Well, okay. And the, the, with the not releasing singles thing, this was also a time of the music industry, this this uh, this period 
this late 90s into the early 2000s, there is a ton of one-hit wonders. Um, and these guys, Semisonic, no offensive, they're not even a one-hit wonder because they never had a hit on the on the Hot 100 um, because the song wasn't not a single. Not their fault because they probably would have hit No, not their one, fault. But... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or it probably would have been at least top 40. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, not obviously not their fault. But, yeah, I mean, you know, there was a ton of one-hit wonders. For, I mean, the fact that – Semisonic is one and fastball is two. Uh, <laughs> right. There, I mean, this just shows you the era where there was a, you know, the the record companies were just throwing everything at the wall, and uh, there were a ton of one hit wonders at this time. Um, and this is an- another one. Um, but uh, yeah, so a weird time in the re- in the in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Long story short. Um, so another. And why why was the- that? Was that just like they were trying to figure out what? I don't know. I mean. I don't know what the honest reason was. I think like actually record sales at this time and uh, tapes and CDs and stuff uh, were, were through the roof. Um, And they were just, they basically just had money to throw around and it was worth it to just grab anyone off the street and see if they could, you know, become something. Um, I, my personal theory was again, this was in the post grunge era where, um, you know, the Nirvana thing had caught them so off guard that they were just, you know, I think it just had a feeling of like, do you guys like this? Do you like this? Like, w- like, what do you want? We don't, we don't know what you like anymore. Um, and so they just, they just threw out a bunch of stuff and just saw if anything caught. Um, and a lot, you know, and a lot of stuff was popular, but again, only led to like one hit wonders. They didn't really like support it, you know, the way they would with a traditional mm-hmm. artist. Um, because, I mean, there was that episode of Reply All. I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but um, where they they talk about that. Um, long story short, there's this guy who has the song in his head and nobody has ever heard of it. And he's like, no, it was a big hit. And he it, the question is, like, is he crazy or did he imagine this song or is it real? Turns out the song is real, um, but it was a it was only test marketed like in his neighborhood, like on one radio station. And the they talked to the guy who wrote the song, and he was like, first of all, I did that song in my bedroom as a demo. Um, it somehow made it to a record company, and then they like put it out as a single. And I was like, do you want me to re-record it? I did this in my bedroom. And they're like, no, it's fine. And they didn't do any promotion, any support, and they were like, look, it has to sell ten thousand copies, or you're done. And like, it was just a like, would it? You know, it was just a feeding frenzy. It was nuts. So I don't really know the answer as to why it was. It just that's just mm-hmm. the way it was at that time. Um, and we've and we've done a number of these songs from Fastball to Sean Mullins to Sean what's the, Sean Colvin. Yeah. I mean, those are all like these weird one hit wonders. And like Sean Colvin is is a great artist, obviously, but she was a she was in the New York folk scene. Like that's not a person right. who should have like a number one <laughs> hit. Like it, you know, but they just they tried pretty much everything. Yeah. So um, okay. It is funny that with a, a song that never technically charted on the Hot 100, mm-hmm. these guys could retire off of that song. Yes, you know, uh, <laughs> it's, it, yeah, that's yeah, it's, yeah. the song is that big to well, this I mean, day, and, this... and it had such a life after its initial yeah. release. And that's the thing; it's a song that, like I said, it has had a you know, unlike a lot of these other one hit wonders from the 90s, it has stuck around. Because obviously this is an episode of The Office, which is a very popular show in 2011, is playing it um, enough that they're expecting you to know the song. Right. 
right? And you know, and this it's now whatever it's thirteen years old at this point. So, uh, yeah, and I mean, this is just a a selection of things. That, this song is in a ton of things. So if if from that alone, uh, they're they're doing all right. Um, Dan Wilson, the songwriter, is doing great, and I'm going to get to that <laughs> in a second. Um, but uh, so another song from this album, Secret Smile, uh, had some success in the UK. It peaked at number 13 on the UK singles chart, uh, but didn't do much here. Uh, their third album, All About Chemistry, was released in 2001. And while the first single, Chemistry, had some success in Europe, the single on the album failed to gain much traction in the US, and the band went on hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Wilson, the lead singer, guitarist, and main songwriter for the band, uh, nobody worry about him. <laughs> uh, he's doing fine because besides Semisonic, he went on to become a songwriter and a producer for other artists. Uh, and most notably, he co-wrote Adele's Someone Like You, uh, which went to number one and won Wilson a Grammy. He's doing uh, okay. As well as, All right. As well as Adele, yeah. Wait, that's Adele? Are you sure that's not Third Eye Blind? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me check. Is it a cover? Is it the cover? <laughs> That's great. Uh, Michael, it's clearly ever clear. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um, wow. So. Yeah. So he's probably, I don't know what the residuals from writing <laughs> someone like you were, but I think he's probably. I think okay it also probably gets you a lot of street point. cred and a lot more work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he great. also wrote, a, I mean, again, he wrote songs for like uh, the Dixie Chicks and a bunch of other people. So he's, he's, he's doing all right. Nobody worry about him. Um, and, uh, in September of 2020, uh, which wasn't that long ago, folks, even though it feels like <laughs> it was a long time ago, but it wasn't that long ago, uh, Semisonic reunited, uh, and they released an EP called You're Not Alone. Mm. So that's that. I mean, again, they just, you know, I have a lot of respect for a band like this where like we put out a third album, didn't really do anything. Yeah. We just stopped. Right. It was fine. <laughs> like we, yeah. we went on to other things. I mean, he's also, again, he, he's a visual artist. Um, he like draws things that show up in like the New York times and the Washington post. This is Dan Wilson I'm talking about. So he's got a lot going on. I, I'm going to say it's not I'm his only say gig. Renaissance man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Renaissance man. Um, and he, he writes a lot of lyrics that are indecipherable. So very, <laughs> very Renaissance man. Um, yeah. And that's, so that's about it for, uh, for semi Sonic. Nice. Um. Yeah, and this this song has has held on in the public consciousness for a long time. So, um, and it was secretly about a baby being born. So, uh, um, if you didn't know, uh, now you know. Now you know. Now you know. Um. All right, we're gonna take a quick, another quick break, and when we come back. We'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with lessons learned. Friends help friends find the Story Song Podcast. And you can help your friends find the show by leaving us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll read the best reviews on the show. And then you'll be famous. And you won't have to be nice to your friends anymore. All right, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, Michael, let's start with you. What lesson did you learn from Closing Time? Well, my lesson uh, is more from the episode than from the song itself. I learned mm-hmm. uh, that this is not our last show. Oh, um, okay. yeah. oh no. <laughs> Despite uh, the, uh, the, the title of the song and mm-hmm. 
uh, oh, you know, weird song to come back uh, into the like, sure. first show of the new year. <laughs> um, but I, I, I learned from your intro, Dan, that the, mm. this, in fact, is not our last show, uh, which is good. I can, I don't need this speech that I yeah. wrote to. <laughs> Michael's gonna... been working. Michael's been working on his resume this entire <laughs> recording. <laughs> this podcast resume. Yeah, I, mean, like, but... oh, I didn't know. Typey, typey, typey. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was definitely going to tell you both to f off at the end. <laughs> uh, burn all my bridges but that would have been awkward when we had to come back for the next episode yeah uh, <laughs> just slam uh, the door would, on your way out and... i would say um this is not so much a lesson that i learned but a kind of a revelation i had during the episode is uh i now understand why uh my bar that uh required your brother or your sister to pick you up from it mm. i now understand why it failed because yes. uh <laughs> that seems way too complicated it seemed like a good idea at the time but right. now i understand that that's uh, not everyone has a brother or sister not everyone lives near them not everyone brother or sister wants to come pick them up from the yeah. bar you uh, just kept on saying it was just overhead costs and we were like it's not the overhead <laughs> it's, costs. Not. it's that you weird role people, you have you won't let people leave until their right. sibling comes to pick them up and i'd be like yeah guys taxes the government is just <laughs> screwing well, me you're like there's literally no one here there's, there's nothing no to tax here. you haven't sold a drink in weeks i think also calling the bar brothers and sisters and exclusively playing uh <laughs> sally field hour-long dramas mm-hmm. uh on the tvs around the bar might have limited yes. the appeal this much this... like ground round yeah, yeah. And Jekyll. yeah you just played <laughs> yeah, episode yeah. of brothers and sisters yeah, yeah. which right. to be clear was a great show but mm-hmm. i don't know that it's what you want to watch mm-hmm. at a bar mm-hmm. this um, hurts yeah. to hear but i need to hear it that's <laughs> right. what i'm going to say right this is tough love yeah yeah everything you're saying makes a lot of sense now in retrospect but the pickled uh, eggs were a nice touch so oh, thanks yeah yeah thanks yeah um but you had your brother or sister had to feed them to you so <laughs> yes. um uh rachel what'd you learn you know i learned that um fashion is nature not nurture that you are born with (laughs) a jacket and that jacket will tell you what your fashion is Mm -hmm. um it's just from it's just part of your uh your dna yeah you know uh i you know you're born with a denim jacket (laughs) you're you're a denim person yeah you're Uh, you're born you're born with a windbreaker you're gonna do track in in (laughs) high school you have no choice you're gonna do yeah 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 it really it's really fascinating i mean yeah. I mean, the, the human body. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, that's why they say it's all in your genes, because you're born with <laughs> jeans and a jacket. <laughs> that's right. So that's right. That determines right. your your future. Uh, all right. And on that stupid note. Uh, I think I also learned. I think I want to go. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I think I also learned. I think I kind of want to go back and, and rewatch Brothers and Sisters. Oh, OK. Yeah. Sure. That's sure. It's sure. a good show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we can't beat Sally. Uh, can't beat Sally Field. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Story Song Podcast. Uh, please uh, follow us on the socials like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, if you can leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, we would certainly appreciate it. Uh, I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Uh, thanks for listening. Come back next time, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. 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 Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. 
Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song it's missing is like like weirdly like religious imagery for yes, no reason like a, like a crucifix like like, in the background like a crucifix yeah, <laughs> yeah. or like a crown that's like, of thorns that's like that's like out puppy. of focus yeah yeah, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the puppy has a crown of thorns and it's like bleeding just slightly down oh his down his God. face it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.